Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, this is She, and I want to thank you for joining us this evening. We are going to connect with a pathway under the word manipulation, and we're going to walk down a road together to understand how we manipulate others and why, and why we allow ourselves to be manipulated by others. As we move through this episode, we will all potentially quickly begin to understand that we have played both sides of the coin, maybe at different degrees or levels. And once we begin to bring awareness to this behavior, we can start to shift it ever so slightly. At the beginning of this year, we talked about codependency and psychopaths and sociopaths. This falls under that arena too of codependency that's why we allow ourselves to be manipulated or manipulate others because we are codependent and part of this also was modeled to us throughout our entire society right now again that codependency manipulation through what we do to get others to do what we want so collectively if one by one we start to recognize where we manipulate ourselves and others we can start to make a change in everything that we do and where we realize that how we allow ourselves to be manipulated and we shift that, then again, those start with us, the center starts with us, and this ripple effect occurs. So during this episode, we're going to talk about why. Why is there manipulation? And then we're going to go into the result of what happens when we participate and Then we're going to look at some types of manipulation so we can identify oftentimes when we use these words, people immediately shut it out and say, no, I didn't participate in that. When that's oftentimes a big, big (laughs) red flag when we start to shut the door and say, no, no, I don't participate in that uh, because it's why not look in and see if you do. And if anything, you can refine yourself. Uh, Parents, we're going to talk about parenting and how uh, that has been an acceptable mode for manipulation and how we can shift that for our children. And we're going to talk about what do we do, and then we'll have a little release. We'll just kind of release all that information because it'll be a lot. And after that release, we'll go into some practices that we can implement today, tomorrow, the next day into our lives to assist us in shifting our participation, and then we'll talk about the result. So let's dive in. If you do at any time during this episode have questions, you can put them up on the chat board. Also, you can email me at s at suzannetoro.com. That email is working again, s at suzannetoro.com. Feel free to have an offline discussion about the subject matter or if you want to have some one-on-one assistance to help set you down your path to living manipulation-free. Well, so why do people do this? Why do we manipulate others? Well, historically, we can look at guilt and shame. Those are a form of manipulation, and that 
can happen simply by being passed down historically through parenting and through our society and through religion, through belief systems. All these different things feed into why we tend to manipulate people. Sometimes this is conscious. Sometimes this is subconscious. Either way, it's not helpful to our human race for us to go around manipulating each other. So why do we do this? The root, the base root reason why we manipulate is because of fear. We have a fear of something and we decide we're going to manipulate the situation so it doesn't happen, so we don't get scared. And that's normal. So on a very, very basic level, if you've been manipulated or you've manipulated someone else uh, or you've done both, have compassion for yourself and that other person because at a root level there's some deep healing that needs to take place and they were doing the best they can. Now for those of you that are parents, you might have noticed if you have more than one child or just one, you might have noticed that they come in with a level of their own personality, their own fears, nothing that you necessarily condition them towards. You would have noticed this very early on before you subjected them to your own belief systems and your own parenting style. You would notice the difference from one child to the next. You would notice one's more confident, one has a lower self-esteem, so on and so forth. So with that being said, it's at that point that you can notice what those root fears might be for your children and you can help foster their growth and mastering through those fears rather than participating in yours or their manipulation through that fear. In addition, this is an opportunity for you to look at what your root fears are and decide, are you willing to do some deep healing so you stop imposing these levels of manipulation on other people just because you're afraid? It's okay. We all can have fears. And they can change, they can shift, you can be surprised all of a sudden when you have a fear appear. You could heal from something and then something triggers it and then there it is again. So these are reasons why we we manipulate is because of fear. So these fears are rooted, as mentioned, a little bit on the children aspect. They could come in with it or it could be imposed by belief systems, uh, their parent, the parents that are raising the children, or their environment, their community, that can ignite some manipulation and also um, shape or shift how we are participating on one side or the other. Also, past experiences or actions will relate to how we have these fears and also why we manipulate. If you have suffered trauma, abuse, trust violation, any of these things can result in that A, maybe you were manipulated and then leads you to manipulate someone else. I'll use a perfect example. I was raped uh, and when I, after I was raped, what happens oftentimes is that because that's pulled away from you, that uh, sacred act becomes a violation and you want it back. So what ha- happens most of the time, not in all cases, there's some kind of sexual distortion that occurs and then there's a manipulation because if the victim that was raped does not do the healing, then she or he will go out and try to fill themselves up with the exact act 
that where the violation occurred. So then they're going around manipulating others, not intentionally, just because they're trying to heal, into maybe sexual intercourse, maybe into intimacy, maybe into relationships that they shouldn't be in. Many different situations, and this is because they haven't taken the time to heal from that womb. So anyone out there on this planet that has been sexually abused or violated, please take the time to do the proper healing so that you can be whole in your relationship with self and others. This is how we shift society. It's not by going around and changing everyone else. The only way we can shift our world that we live in is by shifting ourselves. And so past experiences have a huge impact. Secrets. Now, this is really interesting because there's a whole generation, and I grew up in part of a parenting philosophy that sometimes you didn't share things with both parents, and this was to keep the peace in the household. But as I, I'll tell people, you know, when you're conditioned in an environment where that's okay, what it does is it sets everyone up for some level of manipulation. So if you keep secrets from friends, from your lovers, your partners, from from your coworkers, from your boss, one, you're kidding yourself because there are no secrets in the universe. Everything's visible. Everything that you're doing will be seen and is being seen at any given time and can be back-checked at any given time. Just because you think you're hiding in a closet, you know, doing something that no one can see you, that's not the reality. It's recorded. An energetic record of it is imprinted into the universe, and it can be traced back to that moment. So having that be a way out, maybe physics or mathematical equation, will just bring it back that secrets, just simple secrets, cause a problem. Because one, you have to then have all these different conversations with people that you don't remember and you create manipulation after manipulation after manipulation. So if you participate in that type of activity, secret societies, secret activities within your companies, covert actions, that will eventually lead to some type of manipulation if in every given moment you are not willing to speak the exact same truth to every person, okay? So that's a great way to check in. doesn't mean that you have to tell everyone everything, but what I'm saying is that if you have one story for one person and it's different for another, you're manipulating. So check in. The next aspect is uh, to check in what your root fears are. Oftentimes when we manipulate as I mentioned before, it just comes down to a fear. So it's either life or death, or as we talked before, food, water, and shelter. At some point, there was a violation in one of those areas or a test, and it created this fear that you wouldn't have something provided for. There would be an instability in those areas, or you would fear for your life safety. So... Examine if you've had any of those tested or violated in those areas, meaning that you thought you wouldn't have that. That's an area to heal. That's an area to transform. Take the time to do it so you can be whole and complete for everything you do. The final element of why we do the manipulation, where this fear might be coming from, is the ego. The ego wants to maintain a position of power, control, Many of you might be in relationships where you feel like you're being controlled. 
that's also related back to a fear, root fear. However, it's a definite ego death. Now, the ego isn't bad, okay? But if we allow it to overpower a situation, it's not serving. So it's really important. A lot of times in some of the esoteric communities will talk about, I have no ego. Well, of course, we all have an ego because that creates our personality, that creates the eye of who we are. There is an inner connection between all of us. However, it would be really, really boring if we were all the same. I personally don't want to exist in a universe where we only have one note. I want to be where we can have a whole symphony playing together And so that would mean that we would have this reflection of individuality that can interconnect with each other. So control is just the over-amplification of the id, and somehow that ego is so afraid and grasping that it needs to have control. We can relax into our identity and be very present with humility and love and an open heart. So this is these are some root reasons why we manipulate. Now, what is the result when we manipulate? Well, if you just take a deep breath right now and think for a moment, where have I manipulated someone? Just bring it into your mind's eye for a moment. Where and when? And once you have one, just connect with it and just look at it. Don't judge yourself. Just feel like, wow, that's okay. Just recognizing it is the first step. (laughs) It really is. And see if you've participated on both sides. If you're a parent, most parents we don't intentionally, but maybe we manipulate our children from time to time. And if you're a person that has participated on one or both sides, just recognize it, and it's okay. Just recognize it in this moment. So the result is when we participate, so whatever you noticed or whatever you remembered, how you were manipulated or how you manipulate others, is that one, ultimately you're hurting yourself. You're doing a disservice to self and others. This is impeding you from being your highest vibration here on planet Earth and within the universe. It's keeping you from accessing that highest potentiality, all right? And then if you allow yourself to be manipulated, you're just setting yourself up to be hurt and go through a serious, serious ego death because what happens when you realize that you have been manipulated, what happens is the ego goes, oh, why didn't I see that? Why didn't I notice it? And... Speaking, speaking from personal experience, I've uh, <laughs> been on that side of the coin, and when you realize that you've been manipulated, you have to, as I say, lay down and die. Your ego, that portion of your ego has to die because that's the only way then you can make peace with what occurred, heal, and then move on and have love and compassion for all parties involved. But typically, if you allow yourself to be manipulated, you will find yourself hurt, you're going to put up some big walls around you, or you have a choice, you can just lie down, surrender into it, get through the pain, get through the anger, all the emotions, and come out the other side much more aware and ready to really not go there again. 
So either you're going to hurt or be disserviced to self and others, or you're going to get hurt in the sense emotionally, potentially physically, mentally, uh, spiritually. All those things are really painful and a very real outcome for manipulation. As I mentioned earlier, the, the shifts start from within. We can pontificate about any of these topics, myself included, but if we're not willing to do the inner work and shift from within and be totally transparent in that moment and grow and learn and, and radiate that which we want to be, then we won't have those ripple effects. But if we're willing to be that, we're willing to create that shift and change, we will start to see that we can have huge ripple effects when we're deciding that no longer do we want to manipulate others and no longer do we want to be manipulated. It's a, it is, this you will discover, is a practice as we go through. So subtle layers of manipulation. We'll just touch on it really quickly and then we're going to go into a song and then I'm going to go through a more detailed list. The subtle ways we manipulate people are creating our own dramas. So we manipulate people into listening to us because we feel that we're not being heard. Uh, We can want something. So we manipulate someone or something so we can get that because we think we need it. Again, we're not thinking of ourselves truly or someone else because we are manipulating a situation so we can get what we want. This happens in business all the time. People say what you want to hear so they can get what you want. It happens in mainstream advertising, media, television, movies, all these things. There's manipulations to engage the consumer engage the populace in a direction that we want. Okay, Sales, advertising, perfect form of manipulation. Is it authentic? Is it in service? Is it integral? If it's not, it's manipulation. Trying to sell, trying to meet a bottom line. These all have serious ramifications. So to be very aware how powerful it is when we use our words and our thoughts and our speech, and we'll bring that full circle in the end of this episode, Also where we're going to see manipulation is with our children. So parents, please listen up. This is a hard one, and I will take full responsibility for the times I have manipulated my children. And pretty much kind of early on, I start to witness, I'm like, whoa, what am I doing? Because I thought it was okay on some level to divert your child's attention, do this, that, or the other. However, some of these uh mechanisms actually are very detrimental because you're teaching a child, oh, let me do this so you don't throw a fit and we all remain peaceful and we're going to manipulate the situation and that's not going to keep it in its full authentic integrity. Yeah, it's not fun to have a screaming three-year-old in a restaurant. Well, you can move them outside. You don't have to manipulate them with candy or some kind of object just to get them to do what you want in that moment. 
the same goes for threatening children, bullying them. All those things are manipulations to get what you want in a situation. So as parents, we have to be really honest every moment. Like, what am I doing here? Am I showing up as authentic and transparent as possible in this moment? And sometimes it means that we're going to be in vulnerable positions because our children will put us there, not because they're necessarily trying to manipulate us. They might be, but because they're growing and metamorphosing with us. So parents, it's really important to look at how you're treating your child, what are you modeling, and is that the type of person that you would like them to be? And it's not an entitlement when you have a child to impose your belief system on them or think that you are greater than. You're there to guide them, teach them about respect. But really be cautious if you're manipulating your children into doing what you want because that will give you a quote-unquote perceived more peaceful outcome. You're setting yourself up and your entire family for a lot of hard work later on down the road. It's not worth it. Just roll through those waves together and it'll be a much more peaceful experience. So with that being said, we're going to dive into a song. Uh, What song will that be? She doesn't know. We're going to see. We're going to hear a song that we started out with. It's called Where Did We Go? And if you can connect to this in the essence of where did we go? Where did we go that we had to think that we needed to forget about honesty, integrity, honor, and respect that we had to result to manipulating one and another to get what we want. So sit back, enjoy the song, and we'll come right back and dive back in. It's still singing 
wants to know where did we go we used to have a level of respect and honor and integrity for one another and ourselves so the question and the answer is quite simple all we have to do is go to that place we all remember it's our heart and reconnect and reboot to the unified field of love and bring that in so that we can be integral in our life with each other and with ourselves. So manipulation, as we discussed so far, is basically running rampant on planet Earth (laughs) in all aspects. So one, this can be very, very serious. And as mentioned earlier, if this falls under someone being a psychopath or sociopath, that person can be extremely dangerous. So that would be our one end of the spectrum. And then there's this definite gray area all the way in between to the other end where there would be actually no manipulations at any time between any of us. So I think I feel pretty confident stating that we all have participated in manipulating and being manipulated on one level or another. Not necessarily because we wanted to, but maybe because uh, we had something to learn or because we were conditioned that way or that we came in with that energy frequency. But right now we have the opportunity to become aware, notice what's happening around us, and make choices that will serve self and then ultimately each other. So one pattern you can notice if We're going to go through what the manipulator does. So you may have fallen under this role, and so that would mean that you were the manipulator, or you might have been on the other side of the coin where you were bearing witness or participating in the manipulation. Manipulation can't happen by itself, okay? So 
I can't just walk around. I could, I guess, manipulate myself all day long, but it would take both parts of me to participate. You would need to engage with the manipulator or be the manipulator and have someone engage with you. So the first thing we're going to look at is denial. What happens is the person is able to deny that maybe they're hurting you, they're neglecting the family, that they are standing in their truth and that everything they did was pure. There's a level of not wanting to really own up to what is. The defensiveness and their sense of being so right is a sign that they're in denial, potentially consciously or subconsciously a manipulation has occurred. So sometimes in a situation we might have manipulated someone, we might have manipulated a situation on the ever so subtle way, and then we get caught. So the natural defense might be, we deny it, right? <laughs> Your mom catches you doing something and you don't want to admit to it, so you deny it. Simple thing, if you deny it, you won't get in trouble, you won't get caught. So this is how it begins, okay? We're little kids, we have our hand in the cookie jar. No, I wasn't getting a cookie. <laughs> Simple, sometimes innocent behaviors then continue on. Now, within denial, if you realize that you deny and maybe you manipulated and you become defensive, you have a choice there. You can either recognize that you are manipulating a situation or a person, and you can lower your gaze and bring in humility and decide, I'm not going to be that anymore, and I'm going to come forward and take responsibility for the actions. When we continue to deny, we basically are keeping ourselves away from that individual or the situation, and we're perpetuating that big word, manipulation. The next one is that we can play aloof, <laughs> uh, pretending that uh, we didn't participate in something. We can maybe kick the can over a paint and walk away and just pretend that we didn't have any participation in it. Or we can pretend we don't see something happening, meaning that we see our children push another kid and we decide we're not going to say anything, we didn't notice, we're just going to allow that to happen. So in those situations when we decide not to be attentive towards something, we're participating in a manipulation right there. We're deciding, hey, there's someone doing something that they shouldn't be doing, but we're going to just not pay attention. We're just going to turn our cheek. We're not going to get involved because we don't want to be responsible for that. Inattention is runs rampant on many levels. It can run rampant from parenting all the way to friendships, relationships, and within our global economic government system and religious systems where we're like, well, just out of sight, out of mind, turn the cheek. This doesn't work. This isn't sustainable. So to be really um, honest with yourself where you choose not to pay attention, you are participating in manipulation because you don't want to bother. It really does help others. And sometimes, obviously, it's 
frowned upon because otherwise people wouldn't feel like they need to turn their cheek because they don't want to get involved. But think about how you might be saving someone a lot of pain, a lot of suffering if you speak up and say, hey, or if you point out like to a mother, wow, did you notice that, that your daughter uh, just took all those lunches and hid them or threw them away? Instead of not telling her, she may not even know that it's happening for some time. So it's okay to speak up. This will empower your, your, yourself, and it will also help the person that's manipulating over there, you're the co-manipulator, shift their behavior and the person maybe that's oblivious to the situation. We can't just stick our head in the sand because that's the easier thing to do. I guess we can, but it it will come back. This is not sustainable behavior on a, a personal level or within a society. Next one is a manipulator will have a rationalization for anything they've done. No matter what they've done, they will have their back protected. And this is a key. You'll notice someone that's manipulating might always be covering their tracks, might be recording information, might always have a backup plan if anyone's ready to dispute anything they did. They will have a long tale to tell. So you'll notice the difference between someone that manipulates because they, like I said, will have a whole defense strategy for why they did something or to prove that they didn't do it. And the person that maybe did something innocently isn't going to go to those great lengths to try to rationalize or defend. They're just going to come up and say, hey, I did that. I'm sorry. Or I had no idea that that hurt you. Or they might even instigate a conversation with you to clarify it. So notice in the times that you might have rationalized something, you had a great defense for something. I participated in that. I asked my parents, especially as a child. Uh, these are natural things that can happen, but just to notice. Also, a great way to notice if someone's manipulating a situation is their throat will start to close up. You'll notice a crackling in their voice. This is the throat chakra. This is where we express. When someone's not in truth, they can't necessarily look you in the eye, and they can't speak very clearly through their throat. They'll realize an aspect of them is not completely in authenticity in that moment, meaning that they are potentially manipulating themselves and others in that moment. Another way that uh, someone that's manipulating will create a diversion so that you don't notice what they're doing. Uh, this is oftentimes happens when we're parenting and uh, we will, and I say we because I'm a parent, but we might create a diversion so we can let something else happen. Now, Parents, I've done this. I've created diversions so we didn't have to have something happen. This could be proactive strategic planning we could label it as. But be very careful when you're doing this. If you're creating diversions for your children, understand there's a very fine line in why you're taking those actions and are you being honest with your children? Are you manipulating them for your own ease? It's it's not a great idea to do this, so think about it. And then, because what you're going to do is you can condition them to also create these diversions 
to avoid a consequence, avoid a fight, avoid a conversation, a conflict. Sometimes when we have conflicts or conversations, we have our greatest moment for expansion. We're not always going to agree, but if we can learn to dialogue and express ourselves to one another verbally versus avoiding it, then we can expand. We can come into um, integrity. Again, this goes a little bit into that place where we might want to run away from something. So connect with it. It's okay to take space and have a moment to connect to what the truth is in the situation. But rather than creating a diversion because you're afraid to talk about it or you don't want to talk about it, think about how you can bring presence back in and not manipulate the situation. A lot of times, even in personal relationships, friendships, partnerships, marriages, these diversions happen all the time so we don't have to sit in that discomfort. Lying is the next one. Major form of manipulation. We talked about this before. Secrets. Lying is the way that we manipulate the truth. We manipulate a situation. We manipulate people's perspective. If you lie about stuff, if you have stories upon stories so you don't hurt someone's feelings, this, that, or the other, you are a manipulator and you're having other people participate in your manipulation, so they are co-manipulators. And why is that? So you want to be very clear and understand why you're manipulating, why you are lying, and start to shift that pattern by speaking the truth. Personally, I don't really want to be in relationship with anyone that feels they need to lie to me. I'd rather you tell me exactly what you think, exactly what you feel, even if it doesn't feel very good, because then I know we're in an honest communication. All right, so covert intimidation. This is a great one. I'll also put these up on the site, is when we give people guilt and shame, a big one that parents do, it's it's just almost automatic sometimes that we'll guilt our children or give them shame. These are n- not positive attributes to be passing down to our human race. They can be subtle, indirect, and implied. Sometimes they can come across as threats. This is sometimes a passed down from other parenting and that you've received or interpersonal relationships that guilt or shame do not foster healthy relationships. They make us really feel horrible about ourselves and at that point we have low self-esteem, we have doubt about ourselves, it can inflict fear, it also will keep us from having healthy relationships with ourselves and others. So guilt and shame Parents out there, really evaluate what you guilt your children into, what you make them feel shame about. If you participate in a a belief system, whether it's religion or an esoteric system, check in where is their guilt and where is their shame and how does that make you feel and do you want to perpetuate that? If you're devout to your faith, think about how you can recontextualize the language so it doesn't perpetuate guilt and shame. We don't need any more of our society going through this really harmful uh, roles that we're playing for each other. Uh, Speaking of playing roles, we can talk about playing the victim role. So oftentimes we can be in a situation where we might be considered or labeled the victim. That's a choice if you want to be there, but 
also understand when you're using the victim card to get attention, to manipulate others into listening and caring for you, that is a manipulation. It might be that you were, in fact, a victim, but how long do you need to wear that badge on your sleeve? How long do you need to use it? And what are you using that badge of victim for? Is it to help others? Or is it to get attention? Is it to uh, manipulate your way into other relationships, other places? Be very, very cautious when you assume this role. The next part of this is bullying. When you decide that you are going to be a bully to other people. Again, this is a manipulation. Why are you intimidating others? Is it necessary? Can you take that behavior, bring it in, get silent, and transform it? So if you're bullying or you're pulling the victim card, you are manipulating. The servant. <laughs> are you a servant? Are you playing the servant role? Are you... Uh, saying that you have to be this to all beings. You might be here to serve. Ultimately, we all are here to serve. It would be a beautiful place if we could show up every day and say, how can I help you? But, again, this is a, can be a manipulation if you are basically using that level of playing the servant to manipulate others, meaning we'll use... A, someone that's in charge of the, we had TV evangelists, they'll play the role of a servant, yet their intentions are very different from what they are pontificating. So to be very clear when you come forward and you say, I'm the servant, and then you're gathering maybe money and goods in the name of something, yet you're not taking that which you collect and using it in that integral way. So if you're playing in a business, a nonprofit, in your daily life, and you're pontificating and projecting that you're something that you're not, that would be fall under this role playing, we'll call it playing the servant role, and you are deceiving others. Again, manipulation. Next one up is seduction. Okay, this is in mass media. Are you using the power of seduction to manipulate others. This can happen in um, some of the esoteric communities, gurus manipulating people into a situation so you can be in control and have the power, seducing people into relationships, into sexual relationships. All of these things are a form of manipulation. Next one is blaming others. (laughs) Are you blaming other people? Where are you taking responsibility? Are you trying to point the finger over here or over there? Are you shutting people out because you're not comfortable with something inside yourself? Again, a form of manipulation. Also, minimization. Minimizing something that it's not a big deal is, again, a manipulation in the sense that if you're trying to minimize what someone's doing or say something someone's... Uh, doing something that's really serious and this can happen in abuse and you minimize it like it's no big deal, you're manipulating the situation because you're not really acknowledging what's happening and you'd be putting you or your children in harm's way. So just to recap real quick, all of these, it's a long list and I know it's a lot, but 
to, and I'll list these on there, but if you are in denial, you have selective inattention, you can rationalize, you create diversions, you lie, covert intimidation, bullying, guilt tripping, shame, playing the role of a victim, um, playing the role of a servant with intention of manipulation, seduction, projecting the blame on others, and minimizing something. These are all aspects of manipulation. So I just want you to sit with those, realizing where you might have participated. If anyone's jumped out at you really large, write them down and give yourself some time to digest it and then witness yourself. So what do we do with this? What do we do when we realize that we've participated in manipulation? Well, first of all, we take a deep breath, so let's do that. Take a deep breath, breathing in and then out. And get really clear in this moment. Ask yourself, am I ready to stop manipulating people? And if any aspect of your manipulation is touching your work and your family and yourself, which it would touch all of those things, but right now what that would mean is that you're not in integrity in any or all of those arenas. I would ask that quickly, if you're willing and ready, to write down where you're manipulating people through your work, where you're manipulating people through your interpersonal relationships, and how you're manipulating yourself or being manipulated in any of those arenas, and are you ready to um, take action. So what do we do? Once you determine if you're ready to take action, one, bring in this witnessing state of awareness, connect with who you are, what you want to do, and are you ready to let go of some of these behaviors and patterns that you either were passed down, learned, or just a part of your being when you got here. It was what you were sent here to master. Whatever the situation may be, just declare that you're ready. That's the first start. If you're being manipulated, it's really important that you recognize it first, and you may not recognize it, so if you think you are, maybe allow yourself to remove yourself from the situation. If it's at work, ask to take a week off just to get your head straight. Come back in with a witnessing state awareness. Notice where someone's manipulating you or you're manipulating others. If it's at home or in a relationship, if you are you feel like you're manipulating as a parent, ask your co-parenter or your partner or your spouse to see if they could step in for a while and you can take a little bit of a break. Usually when we have a break and we re-enter the relationships or the situations, we can see all of a sudden clear, like, oh my gosh, I've been manipulating or they've been manipulating me or it's a combination of that with codependency. So <laughs> the ravens are agreeing. So from there, you want to immediately remove yourself from the situation if you're being manipulated. It's really important. So if you're being manipulated at work, start to find a new job. If you're being manipulated in a relationship, it's time to either for both of you to talk about it and get help so you can bring balance to the relationship, or it's time, if it's, you're in a dangerous situation, to remove yourself from that relationship immediately. Depends on the situation, and both parties have to be willing to do the work. If they're not willing, then you're going to have to have an action plan there. 
and this doesn't have to just be romantic. This can be friendships. They, they can be family relationships. Just because it's your bloodline doesn't mean that you have to stay around and be manipulated by someone. You can have boundaries. Parent-child. Well, the child, if you notice that a child's being manipulated and it's someone that you can have a talk to, a friend, a family member, take the time to not turn your head and see if you can help in that situation, help so those children are kept safe and pure. We have a right and a duty, not a right, but we have a duty to protect our children on this planet. They don't come in with any protection, all right? They're, they are looking to their parents and to us as a society to watch over them. So pay attention, especially if you're an educator, pay attention to what's going on in the home. If need be, speak up so we can get to a healthy state of mind and heart for our society. If you're a parent and you realize that you are a manipulator, you're you're passing down old belief systems, mechanisms that are leading to guilt, shame, and ultimately taking away their self-empowerment, be honest with yourself and get some help. Connect with some mechanism that can help you break those patterns. Do it for your children and do it for yourself. Also, if you realize that you're the manipulator, get help immediately. You will need to determine to what degree you're manipulating, how many on those lists that you are, and are you ready to take responsibility and do the work. It's not going to happen overnight. I'm not going to promise you that. I will promise you if that you start doing the work, you can correct the problem. If you're on the far end of the spectrum where you can't control yourself and there's something going on with your brain chemistry, there's there's options out there. And so those need to be evaluated. At least seek the help and then you can start moving forward. In addition, if you notice that something's going on, a manipulation's going on, speak up. We owe it to each other in this human race to start speaking up for each other, speaking before someone else gets hurt. Just because you were manipulated in a relationship doesn't mean you have to keep quiet when you watch that person go and potentially manipulate someone else. It's better to speak up so they'll know, they'll know that seed will be planted so as soon as they start to recognize, then they'll go, oh my gosh, that person tried to warn me and I didn't listen. Notice that if you take those steps, you can save a lot of people a lot of hardship and suffering. They may not get it right away, but at least plant the seed. So please do not be afraid to speak up. It's so important. So that is a lot. So what we're going to do right now is that we're going to release all of this. We're just going to take a few moments to release everything that I just shared with you. Whew, a lot. So I want you to close your eyes and just take a deep breath into the heart center. And go, whoa. <laughs> I just had to have a whole life review and I can let all of you know that I have touched different faces and aspects of everything that I share with you and sometimes gracefully and sometimes not so gracefully but the beautiful part about it is that we are a work in progress and if we're willing and able each step that we take forward we can have humility and compassion for ourselves and others and start to be this conduit to our highest self 
connect to our highest self. So with that being said, take a deep breath, and I want you to imagine going up through the crown of the head with your breath and reaching out into the universe, connecting to your highest vibration way beyond this density. Go to that angelic self. Go to whatever reflection you feel is the highest emanation of which you know in your heart you are and that you know that's your resonance. Connect with that being and welcome that being here. Welcoming that reflection with the breath going up and as you welcome that being in the energy field down into this this realm, this earth realm, this density, just imagine a waterfall of light from the stars coming down and washing over you and connecting you to your brilliance, your perfection, reconnecting, rebooting, releasing, allowing that light to release everything that you might have just discovered and been alarmed or startled by or realized. Just allowing yourself in this moment to release all of that, allowing the light from the universe, from the stars above, just to wash over you into the earth, And from there, as you allow your highest self to release and let go, take that moment just to feel your stillness and that level of remembrance of your purity your potentiality and then bringing your awareness as this waterfall of light continues just to wash over you feel the vibration of your highest self just merging with your 3D density feel your soul and your heart connect to this beautiful light and then as that continues to activate and release Bringing the breath from the heart up to the mind and imagining in the mind's eye that the breath, as it comes up into your mind, clears the mind, clear thoughts, just the breath clearing out the cobwebs, the belief systems, the reasons and subconscious and conscious reasons, the trauma is just clearing the entire mind's eye, memory bank, clearing. And as the mind continues to become clear, bringing the breath, allowing a wheel just to spin subconsciously there, the universe is showering you down with light of your highest vibration from these other realms that are pure divinity that you are, bringing that energy into the heart center, clearing the heart, releasing any pain, any suffering, And then as 
you release the clearing and everything from the heart center. Just allow the breath from the heart to clear the lower aspects of your body, the lower energy centers, the solar plexus, that which is in our stomach, connects us us to our masculine energy, our will, our power, destiny. Releasing any energies from this region that have caused us to manipulate or be manipulated, releasing it from the masculine side, releasing the need for control. And then clearing the sacral region of our body, our sacred temple, clearing this area of any violations, any manipulations that we participated in, just letting them go, clearing, reconnecting to your highest self, your purity. sacredness, your gifts, and then as you release that energy from the sacral region of the body, keep the heart breath going all the way down into the root, welcoming in stabilization and release of any fears that stay with you, those root fears, just releasing it into the earth, letting it go, feeling the stabilization and imagining in your mind's eye that all that which you need is right around you. And if it's not immediately around you, welcoming in that which you need. So imagine in the mind's eye, and this isn't someone, this is welcoming in all the different things that one might just need for the base needs food, water, and shelter. Welcome in food, water, and shelter. Welcome in joyful living, freedom of living. No longer fear of death. No longer fear of living, just releasing it. And then bringing up your energy into the heart center. And in this moment, if you're ready, making a declaration to self that I'm ready to no longer manipulate another human being or situation and I'm ready to no longer be manipulated. I would like to reclaim my power within self and just giving yourself a level of compassion to the heart center giving self-gratitude for having the courage and being willing to be vulnerable in this moment to connect to the possibility of living outside of this mechanism. And then welcoming in, getting to know self outside of the manipulation outside of that lens and then just imagine self in the mind's eye taking that lens whether it's a pair of glasses or a camera lens or however you want to visualize it or a veil just imagine self releasing it no longer serves and then now bringing your awareness releasing and bringing your awareness just back to the heart breathing in and out Mm, just saying wow (laughs) 
And for a moment, just taking a moment to just be there. Mm, nice, beautiful. And now let's just bring our awareness back to our conversation. Just using that moment and that, that simple visualization or complex, uh, however you want to interpret the experience, as an opportunity to practice releasing, letting go, connecting to different aspects of self, even though the cadence of that might have felt fast. At the same time, sometimes when we move through these sequences in a way where our reptilian mind does not interfere, we can uh, welcome in more of an authentic release because we don't have the chatter, we're more focused (laughs) on the direction and the release. I encourage you to take some time to really continue in the practice of silence. So we'll start there, the practice. What can we do to uh, honor and release the manipulation? Well, what we can do is to first, as we just did in that, that meditation, declare that we no longer want to manipulate or be manipulated. And once we model this behavior, it will shift how our children are learning from us. It will shift how we have relationships with other people. It will most definitely shift our relationship with ourselves. And then we can really love ourselves. You know, we, we touch these moments of feeling euphoric and connecting to happiness and joy. And then we still get to sit with ourselves in silence and maybe find out where some of our discomforts might be. So in the practice, identify your patterns. This will be something that you do continually witness. Oh my gosh, I manipulated there. Oh my gosh, I manipulated there. And then you're like, wow, I'm not completely in integrity there. You don't need to be overwhelmed by it. Just choose piece by piece that you're working on it. And as you work on it, you'll realize where you slip here, you slip there. And take every opportunity when you do that to be honest with the person, place, or situation and say, wow, you know what? Because more than likely it will come up in in a conversation or a situation will arise. Take time to own it and talk through it. Sit through the discomfort. If you cannot get out of the blame game, (laughs) <laughs> then you're more than likely really far away from recognizing your your participation in it. So just connect with that and be honest and know where it is and then say, hey, can I have a conversation with it about it? And if the person can't do that, then you at least know that you step forward. So first identify the pattern, practice changing your behavior, not someone else's, and then move forward one step at a time. Solitude, as I mentioned earlier, when you realize, especially if you've manipulated people and or been manipulated, the first step will be to take some solitude for yourself. If you can't take a long period of solitude, carve out time each day to sit within that discomfort. If you've been manipulated, you will go through a form of ego death because that's the first thing that comes in to be be engaged, not the first, but one of, once you realize that there was the manipulation, the ego becomes very defensive and wondering why (laughs) you didn't see it. So give yourself a time to go through that surrender. Forgive yourself, find compassion for yourself, and then 
once you do that, you'll be able to start to find forgiveness and compassion for the other party or parties that were involved. Take some time. Be gentle with yourself. You'll notice if you're healed or not in the heart center because it no longer will bother you. You can speak about it. And you'll feel solid. If someone's really been manipulating you, you need to be careful because your tendency will to be go back to that person. You will not have the courage to stand up to them. You won't even have the courage to tell someone else about their ways because they're so masterful at manipulating that they have many people more than likely under their manipulation or their spell. So the next thing is to keep your distance from that person. If you've been violated or you're the violator, you really are going to want to put yourself in solitude. Go to a mountaintop if you can. Get some professional assistance. Get assistance to help you through the situation so that you can make sure that you're not manipulating more people or situations or places. And for anyone on either side of the coin, get assistance. If you want to reach out to me, great. There's many people out there that can help you. The the one thing I will caution you is if you're getting help from someone, make sure that they are well too. Um, Oftentimes, there are people that will put themselves in positions to help others, yet they haven't done some deep healing on some level. So just check in and make sure to see where they're at. Doesn't We're all work in progress, that's not what I'm saying, but make sure they've really done, if they have a bulk of a major piece of something to heal, make sure that they've done that so they can authentically help you. You don't want to be swayed by their issues. The next practice is thought speech, and action. Clear thoughts, clear speech, and clear actions. This is a way to keep yourself on that connectivity to your highest reflection. This is a way that you will avoid manipulation if you keep aligned with your thoughts, clear thoughts, or no thoughts, but also clear speech. What are you thinking in your mind's eye? What are you attracting? What are you talking about other people for? Think about that. Connect with that. And what are your actions? Are your actions reflective of that highest self? If they're not, spend some time connecting to why not. The other one, as I mentioned earlier, do not be afraid to speak up. If you have been with, bear witness to someone manipulating someone else or something, speak up. Keep other people from having to go through that experience. It's okay. If you haven't healed from the experience, especially if you were the recipient, Get grounded, get centered, get to a place where you can not be emotional, not reactive, but that you speak up. You, by watching and not doing anything, you are a co-manipulator. If you know something's happening, if you know that person has a tendency for abuse, violence, any of those things, and you don't speak up to keep someone else safe, you are participating in the manipulation. So that's your practice. Identify your patterns. Start practicing change. Go into some solitude for a period of time or carve out a a specific time each day. Keep your distance from the person that's been manipulating. Or if you manipulate, keep yourself away from people for a while or take yourself out of the situation. Get assistance. It's a process. You will need um, some kind of assistance that you can is consistent and able to help guide you through the process when you're ready. You have to be ready to do this. Uh, if you're not ready, uh, it's going to make it a lot longer process. 
Be mindful of your thoughts, your speech, and your actions, and don't be afraid to speak up. What is the result? Well, the result here is that you will have healthy relationships with yourself. Your business life will transform. Your life will transform. Your community will start to transform one person at a time. Imagine if you're not going to manipulate anymore and you work for an ad agency, what are you going to bring into your creative passion? No longer are you going to try to skew something so you get a result out of it. No longer are you going to try to manipulate someone into your view. You're going to think, wow, how can this serve? How can this benefit others? So those, these are the really tangible Results. The other result is that you're closer to loving yourself because you're honest with yourself. You're like, wow, I did that. I did that. Wow. Oh, I still need to work on that. It doesn't mean that you're bad. It just means like, okay, let's take start taking responsibility for our actions and stop pointing fingers at other people. You will find a most certain level of inner peace. You'll feel like, ah, oh, you won't feel that you're carrying a burden on one side or the other. Because if you have been manipulated, you carry a burden, a shame, a guilt, or a sadness, whatever it might be. If you've manipulated, it's the same thing. It doesn't feel good for that person that that they have to manipulate someone to get what they want. Bottom line, this is a service to the universe. This is a what do we call it, a service announcement, a special service announcement from the galactic center of the universe, you're going to clear up your energy field. If we all focus on that, one, we'll change our humanity here, we'll shift our change, or shift our humanity, how we relate to each other, how our human race continues to transform and metamorphose, and when we depart, when we take our big moment of transit out of this suit, into the universe, we will go with a clear energy field. I highly encourage everyone listening to think about how they can clear up their energy field before they depart. It's much easier to contemplate, reconcile here, other than being confronted with everything and anything that you could imagine when you transport from your suit. So that in itself can be an incentive. Um, And the bonus is, like I said, inner peace, loving self, healthy relationships, transforming our communities, our families, our children. Powerful stuff. So I really want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to me talk for so long (laughs) that you were willing to show up and be that, to connect with yourself, take some time to contemplate, do I manipulate, how do I manipulate people, and am I really willing to shift and change some of my behaviors so I can show up for myself and everyone else around me. We are going to exit out with a song by, it's staring right at me, Flight to Freedom, and I think it's perfect. We'll go for Flight for Freedom by Gina Gerson, Shun Gershon, and connect to our freedom, our path to freedom. It's through our heart, it's through our self, and the only way we can get there is by deciding how we want to show up and if we're ready to do the work. So until next time, this is she signing out with a soft bow, a really soft gaze, (laughs) and a full, full heart. I thank each and every one of you.
and namaste. My love, my heart, let this time of parting be sweet. Let it not be a death, but completeness. Let your love melt into memory and your pain into songs. Let your flight through the sky begin with the unfolding of wings. Let the last touch of your hand be gentle, like the flower of the night. Stand still, oh beautiful love, for a moment, and say your last words in silence. I bow to you, and hold up my candle to give light. Freedom.